Hello, and welcome to Opine Nation. I'm Lynn. And I'm Lehman. And this week, we're here to talk about parenting. Oh, uh, it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> it's such a big topic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I when I was thinking about this topic with you, I, I know this is going to be many conversations, and I think it's a theme that comes up regularly with us. Yeah. <laughs> and in just like a matter of, 30 seconds I wrote down nine questions that I have (laughs) yeah and I'm not the question I'm not the question asker you're the question asker typically yeah typically I like well I wouldn't say I like but I think I'm programmed to to drop some questions and let people talk um, to get info Mm -hmm. out of them Um, but I think this time around we're kind of switching roles Um, you know you're you're prepared you did your homework (laughs) Well, because I'm genuinely curious, um, parenting, I'm a newer parent than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners, I have a three-year-old who will be four in October. Um, and you have children much older than that. I, I do. So I am, I am, as they say, blessed with three beautiful children. Um, I have an 18 year old boy, a nine year old boy, and then a seven year old girl. Um, so I've been doing this for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So, so I just, since coming into the realm of parenting, it amazes me how different we all are Yeah. and how closely we might cling to ways in which we do things Mm -hmm. and how judgy we can get about other parents. (laughs) Yeah. I'm including myself in this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Um, I would openly admit when I see a mom get out of a Range Rover talking on her cell phone, (laughs) I'm like, like, no, that's not how you do it. Um, (laughs) And and she truly could be the best mom in the world. But oh my God. you're getting out of a Range Rover while talking on your cell phone. Are you really paying you just, attention? But you that's my dream car. Really? I mean, the the environmental friendly person in me says, no, no, no. Right. But the Kardashian in me says, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's spectacular. And, <laughs> you know me. Yeah. I'm not Kardashian at all. No. But there's a little tiny part of me that's like, oh, I could really rock a Range Rover. Okay. Well, you know, that's something you and my wife have in common. Um, <laughs> that's, that is also her dream car, which I've, I'm always like, but why? Like, I don't know. There's something so sexy about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Um, and this is not the first time you've said that Noelle and I have something in common. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little... I mean, it's cool, but it's also like, uh, when these two eventually meet, they can gang up on me. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, we're already off topic. Yeah, of course, parenting. Yeah, we're talking about parenting. You're yep. being judgy. Yep. I can be judgy. Yep. Let's dig in. So okay. you've already answered my first question, question, which was, how old are your kids? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, from like fantasy land for me because three-year-olds are so intensive Mm -hmm. um 
it sounds delightful to have a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old around. Okay. However, I, I know from teaching and from other parents that like, it just gets hard in different ways. Um, yeah, like I actually, and <laughs> I actually envy you where you are. Really? Yeah, because three, four, like I know they're like, oh, terrible twos and like all this stuff. Two is great. Two is great. Two's he amazing. So wonderful at two. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, I've had the privilege of meeting Forrest for like five minutes. And Quite I it, so. Yeah, and you know, and I know for you know, in five minutes it's hard to really judge, you know, how how a child is, but three and four were so easy. Um Yeah, three three's been three was fine. Yep. Three and a Forrest and I struggle at our half years. Okay. So, and I think it's for us, it's a trifecta of things. Right. It's half years developmentally. Mm-hmm. He regresses so that he can leap forward. Okay. Um, it's summertime. Yep. And, and, and then also Yoshi's gone a lot because right. it's summertime. Yep. So there's just a lot of like push and pull that happens between us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I don't know if that's unique to our relationship, but it has been a pattern for the last four summers. Okay. Um, To four summers. I don't know. Math. Right. Math. That's a question mark. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But now we're on the downside of that. Like my, my child generally is very lovely. He's, (laughs) and he's fun and he's curious and he's, affectionate and he's sweet and um it's just moments where i'm like oh right little glimpses of of the temper tantrums and and the big huge emotions in a little tiny body and so then you tell me like you've got seven and nine i'm like wow do they like they read by themselves there's independent play there is they can probably like entertain themselves for hours they can um yeah I think the one thing you're forgetting t- to mention with everything that's going on too, you're in a unique situation. Like how many moms right now, you know, you, you got hit with this pandemic too. Um, you know, yeah. so adding that on top of everything else. And it's like, ugh. that's true because it took away. So Forrest has not been to school or, or daycare. Um, so I was, used to being home with him but when the when COVID happened and we shut everything down it took away for us any kind of social activities right so like even just getting out of the house and going to a different location yep would reset us so that we weren't just like at each other's throats right right and I think that happened I'm not the only one I know that's across the board with this right um I guess in some respect, I had the benefit of already being at home with him all the time, though, because your whole situation changed mm-hmm. when the kids didn't go to school anymore. Right. Right. And and I was deemed essential. So right. I still. So was Yosh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I still left to go to work every day and mm-hmm. my kids and Noel are at home. Um. Mm-hmm. And during all of it, and I, I, this is where it's so amazing that um, 
when this hit, you know, Forest is three, you know, immediately the kids had to shift to online learning. Yeah. And, but Noelle's With varying still, rates of success. Yeah. And Noelle still had to do her job from home too. Mm-hmm. So she had to be mom. She had to be social worker. And then I would come home just after a normal day. And she, then she would have to be my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's been so, so tough because, you know, and I think you can attest to this because, you know, you, you do this too. Being a social worker is not an easy job. Yeah. Um, so she's doing all of that while being in the house every day with the kids. Yeah. Um, I empathize a lot with Noelle's experience. Yeah. It's, I mean. It's, it's, it's wearisome. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting. Right. And, you know, I, I apologized to her constantly, but I couldn't change it. You know, yeah. I get up at 530 in the morning, get ready, out the door at six, you know, coming home two, three o'clock. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I'm interacting with other adults. Um, right. And I think another thing that's very similar, during the pandemic, your kids become your best friends. Yeah. Three-year-olds um, aren't much for conversation. No. <laughs> I mean, there's converse, There's a lot of questions. Yes. Yeah. My name gets said a bajillion times a day. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, which will slowly drive you insane like Chinese water torture. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it already does. There's yeah. a certain tone that he uses, and he knows he does it. And it just grates on my every single nerve. <laughs> And to the point where I don't even have to, like, look at him or right. answer him, but I'll say something like, I can't hear you because of the tone you're using right now. <laughs> and if you need my attention, you need to change the tone. Right. <laughs> like, right. probably a little gruff for a three-year-old, but he knows. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. He knows me so well. Yeah. <laughs> that stinker that's what i usually call him is a stinker Stinker. yeah i mean it's um yeah so i mean i envy you know the age that your child's at and i think you he is fun yeah but i think you envy like you're like oh nine and seven like independence you know what i dream about is like sitting on the couch next to forest reading books reading separate books Mm-hmm. Like in silence with one another reading. Yeah. Instead of me reading out loud for the bajillionth time, whatever books we have. Right. <laughs> and like I'm falling asleep reading these books. I'm just bored. My brain's bored. Right. So I love your fantasy. <laughs> that has not been in my experience at all. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, with independence and, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of awesome things about their independence. Like they can get themselves something to drink. They can get themselves a snack. Um, they can go outside and play. Um, they understand the concept of stay in the backyard. Don't go to the front yard, all that yeah. stuff. But the slash to the independence is the push and pull with independence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, 
when they get to a certain age, they start questioning, do you really know what you're talking about, dad? Oh, yeah. And it's like, hey. We're not there yet. I've been on this planet for 41 years. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and it's, it, but an 80-year-old would tell you you're still a young chicken and that you would. don't actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's all it's all perspective. It really is. Right. Um, but it's also it's also so tough. Like I this is when I knew like as a parent, once your child really truly becomes independent, it's kind of like you're just trying to guide a missile. Like <laughs> you really can't <laughs> control it, but man, maybe you can nudge it in the right direction. I really like that analogy because I imagine you like constantly correcting the course with these little pushes, like with just one little finger going think, think, and you, think. yeah, you hope it works. Um, <laughs> I just remember, oh God, it was it was February this February. Um, you know, we went to Waterville and we went to Martin's. And Judah decided he wanted to go see something in the front of the store and bolted. Oh. And, and you know, the, the Martins in Waterville is inside. An, uh, they took over an old Walmart. I don't know. Yeah. But I've heard. Yeah. So it was like he's gone because he okay. feels he's big enough to do what he wants. Mm. And, you know, it's like, okay, where's my eight-year-old? You say his right. name. He's not there. It's like, oh. so then you go, you know, panic mode kicks in because you're, you're, you know, Waterville and that Martins, it's not, it's not my territory. It's not what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So then the, you know, the panic and I, you know, I did find him within a couple of minutes, but it's, <sighs> I, I tell you, you're in for it with independence. Are you, are you worried about, what are you worried about him leaving or him being kidnapped? I think I think the it's not the leaving. Like I know he's not going to leave the store. Um, yeah. You know, but there's there is that bit of bit of that little bit of fear. Um, yeah. You know that that's what I run into. Like for example, and and you know a lot of people you hear my voice, maybe you see my 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 picture on Instagram occasionally. Um, and, and I think I, I've even had this conversation with Lens, like. I'm not afraid of much. I'm really not. Mm -hmm. Um, I joke. There's two things I'm afraid of. I'm pregnant and handguns. That's it. Um, (laughs) Cause neither one of those situations, I'm not in control anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, like today, um, (laughs) Judah had amazing day at PT. Um, It's something he struggles with because he he has some health conditions. And I said, look, just have an amazing day. And after everything's over, it's it's just going to be great. So I surprised him. Um, with, with just stopping at a convenience store to get him a candy bar. Cause he had such a good day, Nice, but he can came... I get a candy bar? Oh yeah. I had a good day too. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. I would I like mean... a Reese's peanut butter cup delivered to this house right now. <laughs> a, a regular one or like one of Noel's ones. Oh no. A regular, regular one. one. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if there's like the eggs, the eggs are preferable because there's more peanut, peanut butter ish. Oh. Yeah. And that's the best part. Nobody yeah. really likes the chocolate. No. Um, okay. 
So, so con- convenience Judah got store. a candy bar. Yeah. So, but I can't take him in into the convenience store with me, even with a mask, because he has right. a, he he's high risk. So it's like, okay, Jude, I'm going to get out of the car. I'm going to leave the car running so you have the AC. Please lock it. You know, and, and he, even then. Can he sit in the front seat? That might be a silly question. Uh, he can because of how big, okay. because of how big he is. Um, okay. Yeah, he, he's Yeah, I don't know what the mode. rules are anymore. Yeah. Um, he's essentially, once your weight, um, you know how you got the little light on your dashboard that tells you whether or not the uh, airbag is on? Yeah. He weighs enough that that light turns off. Okay. Um, and at nine, he's a big kid and, you know, all this stuff. But even that, I even have a little bit of fear leaving him in the car knowing he's locked in there. Um, really? Yeah, it's... Even it, in Maine. I've seen people Maine, leave yeah. babies in the car. Oh, see, so yeah, that's not cool. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I've been like that. Uh, since being you know a dad um yeah you, you know, have an overactive protective sense though. yes yeah and that's 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 another part to my personal in a good way that's yeah. not a i'm i'm not saying that as a as a um weakness right oh i appreciate that no it's just it i'm always like on hyper alert um yeah and i mean i even did that you know noah my my oldest i i remember like something as simple as like pumping gas you know, back in the, long ago when I would pay with cash, <laughs> like it, it would be okay. Noah, get out of the car, come in, pay with me, put him back I in know, the car. Such a pain in the ass. Yep, and then pump the gas. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's something that Independence brought. Like they they're just like, nope, Dad, I'm gonna go where I want when I want. Okay. So I deal with that, and then yeah, luckily I'm still very much like Forrest favorite person yes. in the whole world yeah and he's attached to me like yep. velcro yeah so that's awesome for you for right now because that you know my wife always jokes like you know the kids will snuggle with her give her hugs and stuff yeah and she's like i'm gonna take it all now because i know in a few years it's over <laughs> i know and like i do i really try to remind myself of that and sometimes it's helpful yeah and other times and maybe like not so much now like Mm -hmm. now i really enjoy the snuggles yep but for the first three years Mm -hmm. it's so much physical contact in a way that you don't really want yeah and i'm such an independent mobile person that like i didn't want to be attached to someone all the time Mm mm-hmm so that was, as a parent for me, that was a really hard thing to to deal with. But I moved, like, we're we're past that now. So right. now there are days where, like, you know, he's not as snuggly. Right. And then there are days where he is. And so I'm at that place now where, like, Noel, I'm, like, I'm trying to soak this all in. Yeah. Because I want to remember this sweet, affectionate little baby. Yep this preschooler now and i want to i want these moments yeah and i and i want him to to remember me and yosh as like affectionate loving parents right right and now i don't now i love all the snuggles yeah i oh yeah i mean you gotta you gotta take it and And he still smells good (laughs) 
<laughs> like he's not stinky yet. So <laughs> yeah, that's fun when that comes to you're like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> the new car smell is absolutely gone. Um, yeah. And I mean, you, you, you really should soak it in like all of it now. Um, yeah. The other thing I'm going to warn you about that nobody warned me is how expensive your children get as they get older. Yes. Every so people have warned me. Okay, good. Good. And I'm over here like, wait, he's except food. All of a sudden this year, mm-hmm. this kid eats I mean, he packs it down. <laughs> he eats when we eat out, which yep. is not that often, and when we do it's like pizza or Indian food because yep. I don't cook very either one of those very well. Okay. <laughs> My pizza game is not strong and I for not not for not trying. I'm just <laughs> apparently not that good at pizza. Okay. <laughs> um anyway, I'm I'll continue to try. Okay. So so but we have to order him his own meal now. Yeah. Already. Yep. Um so he is expensive in that way but in other ways he's not expensive yet right. and I'm I'm soaking that in as much as I can. It's yeah. I mean, um, so yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, so the the uh, the lovely young lady that cuts my hair in Brunswick, um, yeah, is willing to come to our house, mask, pee pee, and everything to protect Judah, so he doesn't have to go to a bar- barber shop. Mm-hmm. She does an amazing job, but the kids decided, both of them, they each wanted their haircuts. Hey, no problem. They both wanted their hair dye. Nine and seven. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and Noelle's has put it in my hands. And I'm just like, huh. You know, and part of me was like, you know what? They've been through a lot since March. Yeah. L- let's do this little thing to like kind of lift their spirits. So Sage got purple highlights put into her hair with her haircut. And then Judah with his <laughs> haircut got blue in the front. So I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, and then Noel got her haircut too. So everybody got haircuts. Um, but at the end of it, the kids with their cuts and hair dye were $120. Wow. And I just, I looked at the lovely young, uh, her name's Tiana. And I was like, um, how much? She's like, well, you know, cuts. And the, she goes, it's the dye that's really expensive. So it's going to be $60 a kid. Wow. And I'm just like, ugh. So I, you know, but I had, I had made the decision, like I wanted to give them like a treat because they've been through so much since March. Yeah. So, yeah. um, That's funny though. You're saying 120, Yep. which is like, I'm not from Maine Mm -hmm. and I go to a person. Well, I, now I'm not. um, I was going to a person who works at a bougie place in Portland. Yep. And I, I, she used to live in DC, which is where I used to live. Okay. She did not cut my hair in DC, but when she first moved here, she, her old salon would fly her back to DC so she could see her clients once a month. She's that good. Wow. So here, when I schedule a haircut with her, just a haircut, (laughs) it's like $90. Yeah, and, and my wife was like, do you know how lucky you are? Because, you know, her cut and color in New Jersey was easily, 
It was like a double that. Yeah, it was like 120 for her, and that didn't yeah. include tip, and that was her cousin cutting her hair and dyeing it and giving her a deal. Yeah. So she, you know, and of course Noelle's like, well, blah blah blah, and I'm like, like. I know, but for Maine it is expensive. Yeah, and but you know I am. On the flip side, I kind of look at it too. I'm like, all right, I'm doing this to protect Judah. But then I'm like, God damn. Oh, did she charge you a fee for coming and doing like a home no, visit? No, she didn't. And that's why she's such a sweetheart. Um, yeah. You know, she, when I explained what's going on with Judah, she's like, yeah, absolutely. I'll come. Um, you know, she said, ideally, I would like to do it outside on your deck. Yeah. Just, just so happens yesterday, you know, with the hair dye and stuff, she's like, I need to do it inside. Um, she okay. takes gloves, glasses, mask, all of it. And it's like, nice. yeah, but, you know, I'm like, huh, okay, an hour a kid just cost me that. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... it's but gonna, does their hair look good? It does. It looks great. Uh, my seven-year-old daughter looks like a, um, a like a 16-year-old a emo girl. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Oh, I'm just like, oh, uh, you look like a teenager. Like... <laughs> I'm not ready for this. No. So I, and I, I will freely admit this. And I think it's a part of who we are when it comes to like growth. My daughter is payback for how much of an asshole I was towards females in high school. And like, you know, in my twenties, mm. there's, there's an old saying, you get a daughter to teach you. And she's certainly teaching me. <laughs> my mom got two. What does that mean? I don't know. How does it work on that end for a mom? Well, I don't know. Okay. But no, I think there's a, because I say that even as a doula, yeah. I say that like, and, and I, we haven't talked about this part, but I'm also a lactation counselor. So, okay. yep. so, so I think most often I talk about this during those meetings, right? which is like, we get the kid that and we learn from them right like we there's a reason we got the kid we got yeah and it's to learn a lesson yep i'm i am learning that lesson and it's um yeah i don't want to say it's scary but it's eye-opening yeah (laughs) did you feel the same way when she was younger or has it evolved for you it's evolved for me um she was always you know like daddy's little girl that absolutely had me wrapped around her finger. She um, probably needed to do that so that this hard lesson would come easier for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is my theory. Okay. Isn't it good? It's a good theory. <laughs> um, I, I just think there's this cosmic energy that's like, oh, yeah, no, you weren't good when you were younger here. And I mean, it's it opens my eyes. Um, I think it, I don't know. I think it just made me realize like, oh, like I evolved as I got older and, you know, I, and then when I met um, Noelle and with her and her, you know, helping me with everything and helping me grow and stuff, I was like, oh yeah, I've got this figured out. And then Sage came. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, You're like, oh, new lesson. Yeah. Not, yeah. not quite done yet. No, no. So, and it's going to be. What can you like? Can you sum this lesson up in a couple words? Um, What's your lesson? Oh, um, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, just, you know, lose, lose any prior thoughts that you had about treatment of females. Ooh, that's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you always think, you always think that, oh, I'm smart. I'm enlightened. I'm, I'm this great person. Mm-hmm. And then whatever's out there throws something at you that goes, oh, okay. Um, I'm not what I thought. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think that's what Sage, Sage taught teaching, um, you know, because she's such a complex little human being. <laughs> she's a girly girl, but she's also a tomboy that has no problem like tackling people and putting them down to the ground. Yeah. So it's a weird mix. <laughs> So, I mean, but my question for you is what's forced taught you in the almost one word. Okay. One word. All right. And it started from birth. Okay. One word. Patience. Yeah. I had to let go of any schedule Mm -hmm. or preconceived plan or my way of doing things because this kid operates slowly <laughs> birth was slow yeah breastfeeding was slow his milestones i he's not he does not have a developmental um challenge okay but his milestones always happen like you know when they're infants you you're, you're judging yes. based on what the other babies that you're seeing who are the same age yeah yep my nephew is 10 weeks older than Forrest. Okay. And Bennett, my nephew, does things very fast. I mean, all of his milestones, all of his benchmarks, he was doing weeks before he was supposed to be doing them. Okay. Forrest does things about a month after he's supposed to be doing them. And so I was so skewed on where he was supposed to be. I'm using supposed to be like, quote unquote, there's a broad range of, you know, where he's supposed to be. Right. Um, as a toddler, everything was slow. I mean, there were days where we didn't leave the house because I couldn't get him to leave. He refused to leave the house. And I just figured, you know what? He's a homebody. So am I. So is Yoshi. Maybe he just wants to be home. And like, I need to respect that. And all of my plans have have had to go out the window. And once I figured out that the less I resist him, the less I try to get him to do things my way Mm -hmm. or how I thought things were supposed to go, the easier things go. Yeah. The smoother things are. The more compliant he is. Because all of a sudden I've shifted the energy, right? Like I've, I've come down to his level and he feels that. And so things just kind of naturally organically unfold in a much slower process than how I would have liked. Mm-hmm. But, but we get there. We eventually get there. And now there are, you know, not so much now. I feel like my, my lesson was, was early on. Or part of my lesson. I'm right. sure it's not over. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I know anything about parenting, it's once you get comfy, they've got something new to show you. <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's very true. I mean, um, so I sit on like both ends of the spectrum right now. You know, I I have this cute, amazing, tough seven year old. I have a nine year old that, and I know you've heard me say this multiple times. Mm-hmm. He's the toughest person I know. Mm-hmm. To go through everything he went through in his early life and now. He's he's really a happy, well-adjusted, smart kid. But I also have an 18-year-old. Like, I'm the father of a, by law, the law says he's an adult. (laughs) Yeah. And I just remember when I was 18, I'm like, I'm 18. (laughs) Like, I can go buy cigarettes. I can't. What, what else could I do at 18? Could you could, buy beer? You could no, not buy beer. No, I'm, I'm not that old. It, it was already 20. <laughs> yeah, the drinking like age 21. was already 21. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I could buy. What, what could I do? I could buy cigarettes. I could buy a lot of When did tickets. that change? Uh, that was back. I don't know. No, my, uh, my dad told me. Uh, let's see. He turned 18. So that was 1976. And then by the time he turned 21, 1979, that's when it changed. Okay. So I was one when that changed. Wow. Um, but yeah, like 18, you think you know everything. Oh, I can vote. I can do this. I can do that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I have going on, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Noah, <laughs> he, he's an awesome kid. And he's still a kid. Like, I, I can't... <laughs> I'm having oh, a tough of course time. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Of course. You and I can both look back and go, Yeah, now that I look back, eighteen, I was a kid. I wasn't I an was adult. An, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much a child. Yeah. Yeah. So I have that now too to deal with. Um yeah. and it's super weird because at the end of the Do you feel like eighteen wasn't that long ago for you? No, not at all. Like <laughs> so I feel I'm like eighteen. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I rewind back to it and I'm like, like, and you always do that thing. You're like, man, if I had just done like these two or three things, but right, you can't. (laughs) Um, But if I could go back knowing what I know now, oh, things would have turned out so differently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, and and, and with Noah, I had him when, you know, his mom got pregnant when she was 20 when I was 22, he was born when I was 23 years old. Wow. And even I was still an idiot at 23. Yeah. So was I, but it was one of those things where I was like, okay, got a kid coming, got to get a real full-time job with benefits, which I did. Um, and you like convince yourself I can do this, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, I mean, <laughs> recently I apologize for Noah to Noah because I'm like, you know, you didn't get, like, the dad that you just... Des- the best version. Yeah. Like, I said, I'm sorry. Like, Judah and Sage get a better dad than you got. Oh. Um, what did he say? He's like, well, well, with him, it's like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, no, it's, it's really not. Like, because you're just like, you know... You know, I've, I've told him, like, I've looked back and things that I let you get away with, I shouldn't have let you get away with. Places where I should have pushed you, I didn't push you. And it's mm. it's hard because, um, <clears throat> you know, I was in New-, New Jersey for seven and a half years. Yeah. And I would still get him on vacations and things like that. But I'm not like now, you know, he's 15 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know, having that conversation with him, which I know wasn't easy for him, but you know, I just, I'm hoping me saying that to him now when he's ready to be a father, like, Hmm, maybe I should wait. It's like, yeah, maybe you should. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think it's great when you had forced. Like, I, I, if I could go back in time, I mean, you mean waiting until I was thirty-three? Yeah, yeah. Like, My story's so different, though. Yeah. Like. I don't need, I, my parents, my dad is 10 years older than my mom. Okay. And my mom was 19 when she had me. Okay. And both my sister and I, maybe, I don't know if we, if we ever spoke it out loud, but so my sister is two and a half years younger than me. Okay. But both of us waited. Mm -hmm. And I, I think just knowing how difficult life was for my mom as a young mother and then, and then as a very quickly as a single mother raising two daughters, um, we didn't want to struggle in the way that we saw our mom struggle. Right. And right. so, and I actually never even thought I was going to have children. Okay. And the conversation between Yoshi and I, once we got pregnant was, oh, well, we like hemmed and hawed, right. shook our heads a bunch. And, and I was like, you know, the logical brain side of me kicked in. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm 33 years old. You know, we're in a better place than either one of our parents right. were. We're, we love each other. We're, we have steady jobs. We'll be fine. We're bringing this kid into a way better situation than either one of us had yep. from the start of life. Right. So what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so really, that's just kind of how we, I mean, Yoshi was very excited yeah. to have a baby. Okay. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yoshi was like, yes, we're going to have a baby. Let's do this. Were and you I, more like, was, yeah. Well, how are you? I then? was like, mm, um, I grieved. <laughs> I grieved for a long time. Okay. I grieved during my pregnancy. Yep. I grieved during early. I mean, I'm still in early parenthood. Right. I grieved for two plus years. I grieved my, I said to Yoshi before Forrest arrived. Um, I said, my, here's the problem. I'm looking around our tiny ass apartment in DC. Mm -hmm. We've got two dogs. Yep and Yoshi. And at that point I was like, everyone relies on me. Everyone in this house, in this apartment relies on me. I am the center of the universe in this little bubble. Let's add a child to that. Yeah. And now everything, everything I've worked for gone, everything that I've done to separate myself and show anything for what I've accomplished doesn't count anymore. Gone. And now, not only am I the center of the universe for these other mammals, plus this human, <laughs> like, it just felt heavy. Yeah. It felt so, like, so much, and I didn't want it. And that was my biggest fear. Right. And then it happened, of course, because we as humans arrived in this world way before we're developmentally ready. And so you create 
what it's like in the womb for three months. And then, you know, they can't even walk until they're what, 15 months old. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 12 months, maybe 18 months. So they're so dependent on you. And so all of my fears came true. So then I went through like a huge grieving process and then lack of sleep. Um, because my body changed so much and maybe not in ways that people automatically assume when I say that. Um, but my body changed so much that it causes a fogginess in the brain. Mm -hmm. Mom brain. It's a real thing. It is a real fucking thing. Yeah. Until Forrest was over two years old. I don't think I could put together two words to make a sense. I mean, I was not, I couldn't keep up in a conversation. I couldn't, I was present physically, mm-hmm. but if I was holding forest or if forest was anywhere near me, I wasn't thinking about anything anyone was saying. My senses were so in tune with what my child was doing, where he was, what noises he was making, what he might need, if my breath felt like I needed to nurse him, everything mm-hmm. except the conversation in front of me. And so it wasn't until after that two-year mark where I started feeling like, oh my God, I can use words like onomatopoeia. Like <laughs> <laughs> I can use <laughs> multi-syllabic words again. What's happening? Right. It felt great. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a push-pull with us. It's yeah. been a me needing to assert my independence and him needing me so much. Yep. So that's been my that's been my lesson. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's funny you say that like you envy I mean, I guess like we did have him in a good time in my life. I don't whatever thirty seven is supposed to feel like, which used to seem old, doesn't seem old anymore. Yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, age I feel, ages I changed. feel good. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think and that's the big thing. Like, it, yeah, like, I, I don't know if you've seen the meme, like, 50 in 1985, it's showing Blanche from the Golden Girls. <laughs> and then 50 in 2020 is J-Lo swinging on a stripper pole. Amazing. Yeah, it's like, all right, like, okay, age is not a death sentence. Um, absolutely and I actually just had this conversation so I don't know how this happens but I have friends who are I know how this part happens I have a dear friend of mine who's 65 yep the next the next youngest is 56 okay then I've got you Mm -hmm. I think Carissa and you might be the same age yeah I think so okay or close. close. And Chris is close in there. And yep. then I've got people who are dec- a decade younger than me. Mm-hmm. And so I was texting with this person the other day. And they were like, I'm going to have my birthday. It's so amazing. I'm like, that's awesome. How old are you? Like 22? And they're like, no, no, no. I'm 27. And I was like, okay, still my point is that you're in your 20s. And they were like, why? You're only like 20. You're only like, tw- you know, two years older than me. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm a decade older than you. Yeah. They didn't know that. Right. I knew it, yeah. but they didn't know that. And I blew their mind and they were like, you don't look 37. I was like, what does 37 even look like? Yeah. No, there's no, 
And I, I don't I, know. Yeah. like it, They're it, right. I don't like, I mean, unless you see me out with Forrest, I guess I probably don't look like I'm 37, but I don't think 37 is what it used to be. It's not at all. Um, and I think it's kind of funny because it comes right back into parenting. Like, I think <sighs> health has changed. It's all, mm-hmm. everything's different now. It's not like I can still like, you know, I can really vividly remember growing up in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> and they did not take like nobody took their health seriously. Like you were a weirdo if you went to the gym in the eighties. Right. And and now that that's different. Um I still have problems with like commercial gyms, but you know it, Well, that, unless you were doing um Richard Simmons. Yep. Jane Fonda. Yep. Those are the only two names that are coming to me right now. Oh, in the eighties, yeah, yeah, that was kind yeah. of it. Um, that was it. And and in the or like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was like something. He was like an anomaly. Yeah. You were like, oh, look at Arnold. Yeah, and but I guess like extreme bodybuilding. Yeah. Kind of in. <laughs> yeah, it was, and I mean the the big thing that I I truly take from the eighties is, hey, eggs and butter are really bad for you. <laughs> and here we are in 2020. Oh, yeah, it's not eggs and butter. It's when you mix them with all the breads and starches and sugars and everything else. And it's like, oh. Duh. So I, I, I think, I, I think you know, I definitely know I can speak for myself and say I've benefited, but I'm pretty sure you too. Like, lifestyles are completely different now because you do take care of yourself. Yes. You know, and I, I mean, I'm reading this book that it's all about um, all these different women having birth in the 70s. Yep. They all identify as women. Yep. So I'm, I feel okay saying that. Okay. Um, and one of the birth stories was happening in the hospital mm-hmm. in the waiting room. She didn't want to go, she didn't want to go into the labor room. She <laughs> wanted to labor in the, lobby because in the 70s spouses were not allowed in the labor room correct so you couldn't labor with your spouse right so so i'm reading the story and and in the description everyone in in the waiting room is chain smoking (laughs) while this person is in labor yeah huffing and puffing through contractions and everyone around her is chain smoking yep and i'm thinking to myself like oh my god yeah what did that do to her what yeah. does that do to the baby? Yep. That doesn't happen anymore. No, that doesn't. Um, don't mind my four-pound chihuahua barking at oh, probably nothing. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, oh, and, and you know, we, we did it again. We we said we were always going to do this. Um, Lynn's is at home, and I'm at yes. home. We're 50 miles <laughs> apart. You know, it's... It is what it is. I'm everybody listening. You you're dealing with pandemic life too. So, um, but, also, if anyone has a tip on how to get a four pound chihuahua not to bark, yeah, I'm yeah. all ears. Yeah, should, <laughs> DM on on Instagram, please. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I think the change in health actually does help us parent better. Yeah. Um, you know, I, well, it I, gives, I think we have more energy. Yes. We have more vitality. Yep. There's more you have. If you take care of yourself physically, yep. you've got more to give emotionally for your kids. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's, that's, that, I think that's really a game changer. Um, yeah. You know, we, we had talked about it on the last podcast, like, you know, my body finally decided like, yep, you need to go fix yourself. Um, because I was still suffering and I think it's suffering. I was suffering from the mentality of the eighties. Like, I think, I think I want to reframe that. Okay. Tell me how this feels. If you said, if you said that you were ready to listen to what your body had already been saying, mm -hmm. how does that feel? Instead yeah. of my body decided to break or whatever you just said. <laughs> it's probably better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should, I should have been listening. Um, you know, it was. It just it, changes it a little bit differently because your yeah. body had already been sending messages. Like once. Yeah. It starts screaming when we haven't listened to the whispers. Right. And we grew up in an in a in a era where you don't listen to the whispers. It's no, mind no. over matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I and you know, I think I and, and this is why parenting is such a important subject that I think we're gonna cover probably like twenty two times on this podcast. Um <laughs> in you know, a year <laughs> yeah <laughs> like my dad when he was a police officer destroyed his back pulling a, a 300 pound woman out of a wrecked car like mm -hmm. he he didn't have a choice to wait until the fire department got there he had to get her out now yeah destroyed did she his survive? back she did you know he he you know he just and as he said like i'm you know most people are like oh you're a hero and my old man is just like no I was doing my job like so matter right. of fact about it. But the lesson I learned from that is so he did that ugh, 87, 88, like something like that. And he, so what, how old were you? 15, 16? No, not even that yet. I was oh, eight I or nine. No idea. Yeah. I was like eight or nine. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think I was Judah's age. So, okay. But he had, he, he just always ignored it. And then when I was 15, he had to get back surgery. So, uh, so he dealt with it for, you know. You got to get your dad in some yoga. Yeah, well, well, he just had, he also just had shoulder surgery. And it's like, Jesus, dad, like. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, so I think, and I, I think as a child, you just pick up on that subconsciously. Like, well, my dad walked through it. Why can't I walk through the pain? Totally. Yeah. And then yes. our kids are sponges. Yeah. So Forrest does things or says things or knows things. Yeah. That I have not like explicitly explained to him yep. or told him. Like it's really eerie sometimes and it's a real check. Yep. A check about how I'm handling things because yeah. he's watching. And, and he's learning yep. how to handle COVID. Yeah. How to handle uh, different political beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to touch that lightly yeah. for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, that's a how hard to topic. handle, yeah. <laughs> you know, anything. Yep. Yeah. Me and Yoshi disagreeing. Yep. Which doesn't happen. Yeah. Very often. <laughs> Again, because Yoshi's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, do you could you I could you label your parenting style? 
God, I think. Do you and follow up, double question here. Yeah. Can you label your parenting style, and do you think your style is different from Noah? Oh, to Judah and Sage. One hundred percent. So that's the easiest thing to answer. Um, my parenting style is completely different. Um, Does he recognize that, or do they recognize it? Noah recognizes it. Okay. Um, Judah and Sage don't really so much. Um, so when Noah was one, his mother and I, that was it. We were done. Mm-hmm. So I, I also carried that guilt with me too. Um, and I, I, and you know, once, you know, Noel really taught me how to get over that. Um, you know, so as I, I guess, God, um, my parenting style with Noah was like, Hey, he deserves a toy, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, because you, you carry that guilt. Um, mm-hmm. but it was also, I mean, I know parents who think that and they don't carry that guilt that, that you carry. Right. Um, you know, I yeah. have friends who, who buy their kids toys Yeah. just to keep them happy in the moment. Yeah. Which it, yeah, it was, it was just the guilt of, sorry, we're not together anymore. Um, of course. And so I think, but there was that part of parenting with him. And then also, mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess I was a hands-off dad. Like, you know, it, but I, I think sometimes when you have a did real... That, did you compensate for that in other ways other than gift buying? Um... In his early years, it was kind of just, hey, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to eat? Like, letting him pick everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I t- <laughs> you, you'll love this. So my first Easter with Noel, uh, I mean, we had been together not super long at that point, but she really wanted to go to like an Easter brunch. So, you know, she paid for the three of us to go to an Easter brunch and Noah only ate a bowl of whipped cream. Oh, man. And she's like, so that's a $20 bowl of whipped cream. <laughs> and my attitude was like, well, what do you want me to do? That's all he wants to eat. That was my yeah. that was my parenting style. I get hands off, let him get away with stuff. Yeah. Um, Which was not the best. How old was he? Oh, he was like seven when he did that. Oh. <laughs> he used to I have... mean, at three, I'd be like fine yeah i mean whipped cream would not have been an option but (laughs) yeah maybe a bowl of fruit yeah so that was that was because at that point he would only yeah he would only pepperoni pizza and chicken tenders and nothing else oh my gosh yeah so like standard picky eater yes and now he's he's i mean just the other day i was watching him eat smoked asparagus asparagus that was like fried i'm like who what like who are you like like he's really he really when he as he grew up he expanded tried new things and did all that so noah parrington style was give him gifts let him pick whatever he wanted to eat and kind of be hands off okay Um, because he didn't want to like cause any arguments because he wanted to enjoy the time you had together exactly okay Um, Flip to Judah and Sage. Um, so sometimes my parenting style with them, I, I, I freely admit it. Um, sometimes I'm hands off because I have such a strong partner. Yeah. Um, Noel 
you know. And but I, what does Noel? I mean, I guess that's a different topic. What does Noel want from you? Um, for just a dad. Like so, <laughs> sometimes I get caught up in my own head. Um, As we all do. Yeah, but <laughs> I think sometimes it it can go to to extremes. Like yeah, like the other day, I really wanted to read this philosophy book. That's all I wanted to do. Like thought about it all day while I was at work. I'm like, I'm reading this book when I get home. That is going to be my, my thing. But when you get into that mindset, like, yeah. you know, come home. Hey, Judah. Hey, Sage. Hey, dad. Boom. Start reading a book. Um, so sometimes I'm hands off because I, I think I kind of get lazy because I have Noel. Um, Oh my gosh, have you said this to her? Yeah, oh, we've we've talked about it, but then there's other times where it's like it's so introspective. Yeah, like I'm there's and I I do try as hard as I can, you know, like okay, I'm we're we're a unit, like we work as a team, like all four of us are a team, like we're in this together, um, you know, and. I, I, I unfortunately have also gotten the role of a little bit of like the disciplinarian. Like yeah. mom says, go to your room. They're kind of like, I'm not going where I'm like, no, you're going to your room. So that's funny. Yeah. But then because other... do you think, is it a gender thing or just because you, I mean, from what I know of Noelle, yep. she's just a love bug. She, yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think it really comes down to like, you know, Noelle's five two. I'm six one. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and I'm still and and you know, it, it happens to all of us. I'm still strong enough that I can pick them up. What? Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to be able to pick Forrest up when he's seven. Yeah, maybe a piggyback ride, but that's probably it. Yeah, it's but it's coming quickly. That it, it's coming very quickly. It's coming to an end very soon. Like, yeah. I, I think I'm actually at that point with Judah. I'm like, I can't pick that kid up anymore. Like he's, yeah. you know, so, so my, my style, com- I would say completely, there's still a little bit of the hands off. Um, but that's when I kind of like, well, Noelle's home. She can, um, but I, I, I'm also enjoying a lot more like being a bit of a teacher. Yeah. You know, like Judah, loves history and i like history too so that like we can bond on that um and and i do i do enjoy the like when i get a chance hey judah let's go do something together just me and you without your sister and then you know next day sage just me and you without your brother Mm -hmm. to give them separation from each other um yeah that's kind of where my style is right now um i I think that's a good age for it though yeah that individualized attention yep yeah and it's it's good because it's also i wonder what that would have been like for me as a kid yeah now you got me thinking well the reason that i try to consciously focus on it was so growing up um my dad was a firefighter so first he was that a firefighter. Was a cop and a firefighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and after He's being like an all American guy. Uh so he went from firefighter, police officer, to a sheriff. <laughs> wow. So way to go, Dad. Yeah. Um and getting time with my dad growing up 
was such a special thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, it wasn't like he didn't want to spend time with us, but he had jobs that didn't allow him to, you know, be the typical, like, I'm home at five and I have weekends off. Yeah, Yoshi doesn't have that either. Right. So I try to, I, I don't want my kids to ever have to feel like, am I ever going to get time with dad? Like, yeah. That's something that I I know I've changed. Like, you know, you try to, br- and I think you're doing the same thing. You try to break whatever patterns you recognize, you try to break them so that you don't pass it on to that generation. Yeah. Uh, um, because my grandfather, same thing. He worked for the telephone company and he would be gone weeks at a time. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of where my style's at. Now the question is, I know your style involves a lot of patience. <laughs> what else is involved in your style? Well, and I think because Forrest is so young still, yep. you know, we haven't even really gotten into discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything is play. Yeah. Everything is play. Yeah. And there's no discipline. So early on my parenting style was um, like koala care, which yep. is I, I wore him. Yep. We were constantly touching. We shared a bed with mm-hmm. him from the first day he was born. Um, attachment parenting then comes into play where, you know, it's very much based on us being together. Right. And there's a lot of love. There's so much love and affection and, and really kind of normalizing um, that human closeness because just like what you said, I'm trying to break patterns that I know were prevalent when I was growing up and in my house, which was, this might be an extreme, but you know, you put up a baby gate yep. and you like block off a room and then you let the babies just do whatever they want to do as long as the room is safe and you go about the rest of your day. Yeah. You put them in a crib yep. and then you walk away and close the door yeah. and you let them cry. Yep. Well, I wasn't willing to do that right. because my sister and I both had issues with separation anxiety. Right. Well, no, duh. Yeah. Because from the very first moment, our parents were trying to teach us how to be independent when biologically we're not ready to be right. The brain can't even handle that yeah. at such a young age. Yeah. So, uh, I've, I've done the exact opposite and, and I'm, and I'm quite proud of how well-spoken and well-mannered and affectionate I can I've used that word a hundred times in, just in the last hour how affectionate my three-year-old is yeah yeah he, because he 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 is so empathetic and that's not something that I've had to teach him in a like a, a lesson right that wasn't something that had to come in a hard way or from sitting down and like reading a book about it <laughs> he got it just because that's what he received Right. Was just love and adoration. And really, our parenting style was watching him. Mm-hmm. 
watching him, observing him, seeing what he needed. And all kids are different. Yeah, they are. So Forrest doesn't respond well to screaming and shouting and harsh tones. And that's what I received growing up. And so it's easy for me to get there. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Because that's what I know. Right. So I've had to work hard on... um, communicating to him in a clear way that I'm I'm serious <laughs> about about the thing that you're that's happening right now. Right. Someone maybe a year ago someone I respect and who has grown children who are amazing wonderful adults and I really love seeing the interaction between her adult children and and she and her partner and she told me she said and I think this may be a Montessori way of thinking. It's not the behavior that, that they're doing that's wrong, right? Like if Forrest wants to hit, like today he got really frustrated with me and he wanted to like punch me. <laughs> and he was he was doing it in this like kind of testing way. Yeah. It's hard to explain. He was frustrated about, I don't know. I said no to something and he wasn't happy about it. And I was just like, and he just raised his fist. And I was like, oh, I was like, you want to punch me? So I held my hands out. And I was like, punch your hands into my hands and I'll hold them. I said, but if we don't hit each other in this house. Right. And I always use that, right? Like in this family or in this house, we don't do this thing. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like you need to punch, because punching is not the bad thing. If you feel like you need to punch, give them a place to do it. All right. You feel like you need to punch. Let's go punch Big Teddy. We have this gigantic teddy bear yep. called Big Teddy. Let's go punch, punch Big Teddy. Like, Punch it out. Yeah. Get it out. Go do it in this in this appropriate way of handling that. Right. So instead of shaming the emotions and the feelings that he's having now, it's giving him a way to express them that's safe and that he knows no matter what he's loved. And I'm not judging him on for having these big feelings. The big feelings are fine. We just need to figure out what to do with them. Yeah. And at three, what to do with them is usually something physical mm-hmm. for him. Um, so now my parenting, like as he's aged and developed, my parenting is a little more interactive and a little more, um, not, not necessarily lead by example, but I have to be able to step back from the moment and give him a way and a place to get his emotions out. Mm-hmm. I also use a lot of, I read this book called The Whole Brain Child. And I, what I liked about it was when something happened. So today we went to the beach and he scraped his knee on a seashell. And he got a really, a really gross gash from the seashell. And he's screaming crying about it and I'm holding him and rocking him and and then once I felt his nervous system settle enough I started telling a story about how that happened and I'm finding it to be a really good tool because now he can have words and language and a sense of understanding about what's happening with this big emotion in his body mm-hmm. so I don't know if I described my parenting style because it's morphed very in a short amount of time. I mean, only almost four years, 
you know, it's, it's changed slightly just because of the way that he's developing and how quickly that all happens in these early years. Mm-hmm. Um, the one underlying theme or the thread that kind of ties those all together is there when he was born from the moment he was born, I regarded him as his own person mm-hmm. with love and respect in the same way that I would you or Noel or anyone else. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I yeah. Because I think when we grew up, parents didn't treat children in a way that was respectful because they were the parents and we were the children and yep. there was a, a, a caste system. Yeah. There's a hierarchy there. Certainly is. <laughs> and yes, I am the parent and right. I have the final say and I set boundaries. Mm-hmm. To keep him safe, to keep our animals safe, to keep me safe. But there's a way to deliver that message and set that stage with respect. Right. And an understanding that he's also a person from the get-go. Yep. Um, Even to the point where, you know, talking about body autonomy, when he was little, I would tell him or ask him and make sure, like, hey it's time to change your diaper and I would make eye contact with him and tell him what I was doing and name the body parts and let him know that this was about to happen and I have found that even now as we're entering this preschool age Mm -hmm. he he does a lot better when I let him know what the next sequence is oh okay right like just a couple steps because he can't he can't think too far ahead right but like now I think we're to the point where I can talk about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I could even talk about maybe two days in the future. Right. And he, he can understand that these things happen first and then these other things happen. Um, so there's, we, it's consent, it's autonomy, it's mm-hmm. filling him in. It's letting him know that, that this is part of it. I give him a lot of choices <laughs> Not a lot at one right, time. Right. I give him opportunity for choice a lot of times during the day. The choices are something that I'm okay with no matter what he chooses. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like you can do this thing that I don't want you to do or you can do this thing I want you to do. It's like you're going to do this thing that I want you to do. <laughs> Which way are you going to do it? Right. right. <laughs> kind of choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know that. But right. you know, like we're putting a shirt on. <laughs> which shirt do you want to wear right yeah. do you want me to pick it or do you want to pick it yeah i don't care which way it happens the shirt's going on and he felt like he had a choice in the matter and so we <laughs> avoid fights we don't really there's really there's we don't have big huge major meltdown tantrums i have not been embarrassed by his behavior in public mm-hmm. i i don't have those moments where I mean, I, I have these moments where I like, I'm frustrated because like, that's my own hang up, but it's not because he's so out of control, right? Which is the way that toddlers from our older generation would describe our behavior. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like the yeah. hang up's me. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of fights happen with, with little kids and, and their parents when, when we are so structured in our schedule 
and you're always in a rush to get to the next place. So for example, cool, both my dogs are back here now. Um, we have a neighbor who whose kids go to daycare and they're out of the house. They're, they're out of the house at 6.40 in the morning. And I'm like, not even, I don't, we're not awake. No, thank you. So, because her kids are at daycare at 7 a.m. Yeah. They come home at 5 p.m. Yeah. And they go to bed at 7 p.m. Yeah. Their, their parents are with them for two hours and 40 minutes a day. Yep. Because they both have to work. Mm-hmm. Because they both have to pay bills. Yep. Because they both want a better future for their kids. Right. I don't, I made a different choice. Mm-hmm. I made a choice for it to be hard right now and for us to sacrifice right now for the first five years because I don't want to fight with Forrest about leaving the house at 640 in the morning. No, no, it's, um, or putting him to bed. It's like, I don't want to fight about it. I don't want to only spend an hour with him for dinner time, bath time, bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, (sighs) you know, I know as a child, I didn't have that. Um, I just remember a lot of times, like starting in like fourth grade, like getting out of school, going home, and it was just me until somebody else came home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and that's young. Yeah. You can't do that now. No, no. I mean, we're talking about possibly like, so like our, our small little local grocery store is 15 minutes down. It, our closest one's 15 minutes. And today, Noelle's like, hmm, you know, Judah's going into fourth grade. Like, should we see how he would do if I went to the grocery store? And you're going to be on, you're going to be gone like less than an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, "Mm," like, I'm like, so for me, I'm okay with it, but I don't think Judah's okay with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We haven't talked to him yet, but he's, he's, he's very anxious. Um, I was like, eh, you know, let's, let's talk. But yeah, I mean, it used to be, I would get out of school be home by four and then depending six, seven o'clock, somebody comes home and that's just how it was five days a week. Um, hmm. Yep. And I, I don't want that. Did you, and you had your brother, was your brother with you? So my brother, Ryan. Um, so, and I also have my, my little sister, Sarah. Um, they oh, would, right. They would both go to, oh, we have our sisters are named the same name. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, how does she spell it though? With an H. Okay, mine's without an H. It's weird. Ah! Yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's something missing. Yeah, they they'd go you to. Need di- a, you need a bookend. Yeah, you do. It's weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know why my parents did that. I to this day, I've never even asked my dad. Like, why didn't you include the H? What does she think about it? She, she doesn't care. She doesn't <laughs> she, care. It's no. her name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's. But yeah, they would go to daycare. I would be home alone. Like that's not that you yeah. just it it doesn't work. It really doesn't. Um, so you weren't caring for your younger siblings at that point, no. But then, you know, I think yeah, like starting in like fifth grade, occasionally my sister 
well, I don't know fifth grade. I know definitely in sixth grade, she wouldn't go to, she would come home like we would be home at the same time. Yeah. You you know, you can't, you, and you can't have a 12 year old taking care of an eight year old. You just can't. Dude, listen, I swear to God, my sister and I were home alone together from when I was five. Yeah. And I've talked to my mom about it like in the last two years and I've questioned her and I said, who, what were we doing? Yeah. What, what does a five-year-old do? She was like, well, I would come home for lunch. Mm-hmm. We'd eat lunch together. And then you guys would just play. We didn't have TV. Right. We were poor. Right. We lived in a tiny apartment. We didn't have TV. I said, mom, what kept us in the, in the apartment? She was like, well, I just told you I would stay, and you did. Yeah. But at five, and she goes, well, I would have, the neighbors would check on you, <laughs> and I would call the house, and what? Yeah. Wow. I don't, and I had a younger sister. Yeah. So, no way. Yeah, no. No way. No, and it's. Five. You know, and it's, it's just, it's, yeah, it's not, yeah, that's not good. Like, it's. Maybe, no, yeah. my sister and I were home alone. Yeah, way too often. Yeah, and it's 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 not. I don't know. It's not good because I know. I mean, even in fourth grade, like just being left home alone all the time. Yeah, it messes. Doesn't with, it send a message? Yeah, like yeah, like I I I was jealous that my siblings got to go to daycare. Of course, because like, at least they got to do something fun. Yeah. With other people. Yeah. And all I had was being at home and TV. And it wasn't like, so where I grew up is kind of similar to where I live now. I grew up out in the woods. Okay. I didn't have like neighborhood kids. Right. So it was, it was, it was a pretty isolating existence. Um, And that changed when my parents got divorced and I went with my, me and my brother went with my dad. Like we lived in a neighborhood. I had mm-hmm. friends that I could walk and hang out with. Um, you know, I and I, I don't I I actually don't think it's a terrible thing to say, but like I feel like as a as a teenager because I what yeah, 13 when my parents separated, 14 when the divorce was final. Like I felt like I got a life at 13 when my parents got divorced. <laughs> like Wow. Yeah. Um when did I get a life? That's a good question. Yeah, it's it's tough to look back mm-hmm. on and go, hmm, like when did things and 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 that's also when I became I started to like become myself. Um, because prior to that, I had you know I went through puberty the summer of between sixth grade and seventh grade, so I went from this five foot one chubby kid to five foot nine, like eight <laughs> inches in one summer. Oh my god! Yeah, and I just remember going back to school and like a kid that would pick on me for being like an overweight kid. He was like, "Oh my god, you got so big!" <laughs> and, and and again, always transparent. I his name was Darren. I enjoyed pushing him down. Like, of course, you, you can't bully me anymore. <laughs> like, um, I'm pretty much the same size as I was. I think I stopped in, in freshman year of high school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's typical. So, so yeah. So you've always weighed eighty pounds since you were fifteen. No, <laughs> <laughs> I weigh more than eighty pounds. Damn it! I am an average size 
human. All right. All right. I'm sorry. You're 92 pounds. <laughs> Not true, but. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I just find it hilarious to. You know. I don't know how much I weigh because I don't own a scale and I haven't been to the doctor in a while. I and this is this is this is not me being humorous. If I had to bet, I would say a buck ten. You're probably right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, like that. That that's I'm like mm, buck ten. Um, but I I agree with that person you were texting. Like if you were like when you told me you were 36, I'm like bullshit. Like, yeah. but I was like, okay, why would she lie about her age? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, it's true yeah and i know i and i really believe that i'm only going to get better with age i'm looking forward to my 40s i'm even more looking forward to my 60s really here's why i think okay in my 40s forrest will be older yep it's gonna be fun yep he's gonna be awesome then i'm gonna get then 50s will be like teenager stuff and like him moving out and college and all this like I don't know it might be a kind of a shit show and then (laughs) and I think in my 50s I might even go through like a like a what is my life again situation because he's leaving yep or he's gone yep and then well I mean one can hope right because at that point he'll be (laughs) 20 yeah um and then in my 60s, I really think I'm going to just peak in my 60s. I'm going to be this badass woman who doesn't give a fuck about what anybody says anymore. And I'm going to wear really flowy hippie clothes. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to exude this like other than, this other than essence. Okay. That's my goal. Okay. 60s. I'm going to rock it. Um. I mean, besides wearing flowy hippie clothes, how is that really different? I mean, <laughs> it's so true. I always tell Yosh, this is this is silly. Not many people get to hear this out of my mouth. Okay. So, my I would label my style if I have if I had to label my style because I always wondered because I'm not trendy and I don't I really hate shop like I hate shopping. Yeah, I most of my clothing are hand me downs from Carissa. it's i but i'm like i'm sporty hippie yeah if i had to give them labels but i'm also kind of punk rock in there like maybe the sporty is the punk rock part okay but i'm a yoga teacher (laughs) and i'm and i'm a doula and i do all these like crunchy granola hippie things and the way i live my life and the way our household it like we are very kind of i don't know earthy mm-hmm. that's it that's that's that was the end i have no idea where i went on that tangent but so eventually i think what i might move away from is the punk the punk rock sporty look to the hippie look the flowy i've reached the age of 60 so now i can wear linen clothes all the time okay you know because I also envision me getting more curvy. I'd like to be curvier in my sixties. But what if I want to take up? I want to take up more space. What if your genetics don't allow it? What literally. are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I made a comment during a private session today about how we all shrink as we get older. Mm-hmm. 
as we were doing spinal stuff. Yep. <laughs> my my cues were about like lengthening through the spine and imagining separation and trying to like not shrink, right? Or not shrink as much. And what can we do about that? Maybe mm-hmm. we can do yoga. I don't know. But I I do fear that I'm gonna get smaller. <laughs> As well, I get older. I mean, and that's a that's a conversation for another time. Um, yeah. How to combat that. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like. So age. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, I'm only going to get better. Right. Like a fine wine, right? Like a fine wine. Yeah. Um, like a good cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, we kind of talked about what we're trying to avoid. Yeah. Which. And I think this might be true for a lot of parents. Mm-hmm. We avoid what what we saw yep. in our lives. Yep. How many times in your head were you like, well, I'm never going to do that to my kids? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. A bajillion. Yeah. <laughs> in infinite number of times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never going to do that to my kids. Yeah, that's that's gone through my head quite a bit. Um, yeah. I, I will say, and and. You know, my dad was really, really good about this. So even though my dad was a, a firefighter, policeman, sheriff, um, and everybody comments about this and it kind of like people don't understand it. Like my dad is extremely, I guess you would say inclusive, right? I guess that yeah. would be the right word. Um, he taught me just, and I, and I, and I joke about it, like, you you know you don't you don't hate somebody because of color of their skin or their beliefs you just mm-hmm. hate them when they're an asshole like <laughs> like you know it was always judge somebody on their actions and their personality never mm-hmm. judge them on skin color or beliefs mm-hmm. and you know i i just you know like my my wife she was like that was one of the things that caught me off guard about your dad talking to him and meeting him was just like he's okay with everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and I really try to, um, make sure that like, that's something that I want to continue. Like it's going to my kids. That's going to my kids. I hope my kids give that to their kids and it just keeps moving. Well, and now the conversation is more, right? It's now the conversation is okay. We don't just accept everybody, right? But now we have to fight for other people or we have to give, we have to, step back when it's not our turn to say something right and and let folks who are doing the lived experience have the stage yeah i mean it's which you're you're completely right i mean the other day uh i was at the beach we have a local beach um just down the road and i you know went with went with everybody and judah was playing with a black child which for me i'm like I, I'm just sitting there in my sunglasses like, I don't give two shits. He's playing with somebody. And he came up and he was proud of himself because he's like, hey, I play with a black boy. And I'm just like, why does that matter? And he's like, well, you know, on the news and everything, like, oh, and I'm like, he's trying oh. to assimilate information. Yeah. And I'm just like, Ugh. I'm like, you know, so trying to teach him that lesson, like it doesn't matter, Judah. Like, do you have fun with him? Yep. Does it really matter that he's black? Well, the news. I'm like, no, no, no. Does it matter? He goes, no. 
I'm like, exactly. So, right. you know, trying to pass those lessons on and that's, that's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. And maybe giving them different ways of describing yeah. people yeah. without, you know, I think there's a lot of conversation I'm seeing about it's not, we're not colorblind. Right. It's fine to see color. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what makes us unique. It's what makes, it's the spice of life is that we're all different. Yeah. It would be fucking boring. Yeah. If we were all a bunch of wasps. Yeah. Speak. Oh, I'm so glad you said the word wasp. (laughs) And I, I, this had nothing to do with parenting. Um, Jared Kushner. Yeah. You know who he is, right? Yes. I'm imagining by your tone, you're probably not a fan. <laughs> but I heard the best thing yesterday on a podcast. So when you said wasp, it triggered it. Doesn't Jared Kushner look like, you know, the Nazi that you would cast in like Inglorious Bastards? Yes. Yep. Okay. So anyway, back to parenting. <laughs> <laughs> you just, okay. Yeah. Parenting. Yeah. So I want you to answer quickly this is like a rapid fire question all right here we go what's been the easiest you can answer okay because you have three kids you can have three separate answers what's been the easiest what's been the easiest yeah what's been the easiest is each one of my children and they're not all the same but all three of them we bond on my interests and it's it's never cool. it's never the same thing. Um, Judah and I we bond on music um, and history and history. Yep. So those are two big things we bond on. Noah, we bond on like the pop culture stuff, the comic books, um, like all that stuff. And then Sage and I, um, <laughs> we we really bond on. And it's actually for her, it's completely opposite. We bond on her interests. She loves art mm. and she really does have a knack for it. So I love trying to foster her interest in that. And I think that's, that's been cool. the, the easiest thing for me as a parent is we're, we're bonding on interests. Okay. So that, that leads me to my next question because okay. I would imagine that until they develop these own interests, mm-hmm. the bonding it happens in different ways right. right? and maybe even harder. So what's been the hardest part? <laughs> the hardest part, um, hardest part. So Noah, incredibly smart, like just a different level and allowing him to waste his intelligence. That's been mm. so hard. Um, like, because you're at that parenting stage mm-hmm. and maybe not for the first time but again in, in a big time where he needs to assert his real independence yeah yeah and, and he, you have to take a step back yeah which i which i try which sucks <laughs> so so now it's it's like okay noah here's some advice like yeah here's how i messed up at 18 you know and that's kind of it storytelling is one of the best tools we have though yeah, it is um it, it's you know just... what works really well in these meetings that I lead? Mm-hmm. Sorry to interject no, no, here. No. Even if the story's about you, mm-hmm. and I know you know this is true, 
even if the story is about you, you say something like, I knew a guy one time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Some people find, I knew a guy one time, like whatever it is. It could be your story. Right. But as long as you don't say, I did this or this happened to me, Noah might listen a little bit more without judging the story and rolling his eyes and being like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not you. No, Which he, is what um, I would have done if my mom said, this happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he is getting like, he's like, I think I want to go and do culinary at like a trade school. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I had no idea when I was your age that doing something like that, like I was just working in a grocery store, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the hard part for the little ones um the little ones they're so yeah. big to me the little ones <laughs> well i well i they are your little ones they are because you know that 18 year old kind of offsets them yeah <laughs> <laughs> um the hard part with it, and i'm i, I don't want to come across as like somebody that's like no emotion or anything but the hard part parenting my little ones is they have their mother's emotion and empathy. Yeah. I don't have that. Like, of course I'm going to comfort them, support them, and, you know, when things are tough and be there and, you know, but other aspects, it, it's tougher on me. Um, you know, like, it's, it, and it's, it's something that I've, I've had to work on over the years. Like, I, I really don't have empathy. Um, and it's hard because, you know, especially when somebody, I think you and Noel fall into this boat, you're both extremely empathetic. Like you guys have the ability to take the energy of the world on your shoulders, which I know is difficult. Um, so that's the hard part with, I know, you know, because you see it Yeah, and and I know you've seen it in both of us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially (laughs) Noel, but even, even in, in me in the last couple months. Yeah, like when you're like, yep, I'm just eating Oreos. I'm like, huh, something's up. <laughs> I sleep 13 hours a day. Yeah. If Yoshi lets me. Yep. <laughs> and I eat nothing but Oreos yeah. right now. <laughs> no, I do eat other food. I just eat Oreos for comfort. <laughs> right, right. That's you. That's your, your, yeah, your comfort food. So, so that, that's the hard part with them. And I, I always work on it and I always try to be better. But sometimes when they're looking for a certain emotional response, they don't, they, the one they know they'll get from their mom, they don't necessarily get from me. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the hard part with them. Um, Can I say something that maybe softens that a little bit though? It's okay for you two to be different as parents. Oh yeah. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. I actually. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, because if could you imagine so Yoshi, the same I know as Ugh. empathetic as I am, Yoshi's yep. more he's softer than I am in yep. terms of what. Well, I, maybe there are times when Forrest is having an emotion, yep, and he's upset, and Yoshi's the one to go and and smooth things over with him, right? And I'm over here like, can we move on already? Like, <laughs> what are we still doing talking about this? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm the one that's that's a little bit harder. Right. Um, and I think maybe just because I'm with him more often yeah. or because my patience is not as thick as Yoshi's. Um, 
but I think it's it's okay and maybe even beneficial for them to see that that mom and dad yep. handle things differently and neither one of them is wrong and maybe they're picking up skills from both of you. I I hope so. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, cause you don't, I'm glad I'm not the same person as Noel. Um, yeah, that would be terrible. Cause then both of their parents would be like carrying the weight of the world around yeah. on their shoulders. Yeah. And so, you know, but it's, it's funny. And I, 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 I suspect maybe this happens with, with you and Yoshi too. <laughs> so, you know, Noel's with the kids all the time. Um, and I, you know, eh, come home day after, you know, end of my work day, I walk through the door and I get like the hero welcome. <laughs> and you can see like the look on Noel's face. She's like, Jesus Christ. Like I'm the one that's been at home with them all day. And he gets like a celebration. Uh, and I'm imagining that maybe you get that sometimes too. Well, I, ours is a little different. Okay. So when I'm, I typically do my work hours in the morning. Yep. If I was more motivated, I would get out of bed at six and I'd start, <laughs> I'd start work then. Yeah. So then I could, I could get like five hours of work in. Right. I'm not that motivated right now. So I don't usually start until like eight. Okay. Or, or eight thirty. So, <laughs> and I only have until 11. Right. Because by 11, Yoshi is looking at his watch and he's waiting for me to come home. Yep. And we like high five each other. And that's it. And he's off to work. And he's at work until 8, 9, 10, 11, midnight sometimes. And so we he, he doesn't get that hero's welcome. Okay. So I don't have to watch. I don't have to watch that. But then what happens is at some point in the middle of the night, Forrest makes like Forrest wakes up. He comes to our room. He ends up in bed with us. He's, I love snuggling with him and he wakes up Mm -hmm. and he wants to talk to Yoshi. Right. He wakes up and he's so excited that dad is sleeping next to him. He has a bajillion things to tell him. And he's like, he can't believe that his parents are right there and it's a new day and the sun's shining. <laughs> and he's like, dad, and he starts telling him everything. Yeah. And then they usually get up and they have time together in the morning where they just connect. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have that feeling of, oh, I've been with him all day and now he's getting this hero's welcome. I get this like, really lovely feeling of wow how special it is is it for Forrest to be that excited to see Yoshi in the morning and to have that time with him that's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome yeah 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 I actually and maybe because you have you guys have more separation from the toddler stage but the toddler stage is so much mom 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 yep that once Forrest started being like, oh, dad's pretty cool too. I was like, fuck, yes, I'm on vacation. <laughs> I need to go do all these things by myself. Oh, I that's amazing. Wait. That's amazing. I'm like, go. Yeah. Be together, yep. the two of you. Yep. I'm going to sit here and do nothing. Yeah. 
No one's going to touch me. No one needs me for anything. <laughs> <laughs> let, I'll let you know in like five years, though, how I'm yeah. feeling about all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll uh, change. Yeah, it will. It will change. Um, it certainly has. I mean, uh, so listening to all that, I think the thing that I learned is we should start doing yoga at 630 in the morning. No. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> that was a quick no. Um, <laughs> I don't think my brain works. Oh, the, I, it used to. Used to. I used yeah. to have a first period class that started at 7.05 yep. that I had to teach freshmen. Yep. I was on. I also did not have a child. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's It changes everything. It really does. Yeah. And that's awesome to hear that, that Forrest has that yeah like i just want to talk to my dad dad. see you know and uh that's awesome i've said this from this from the beginning though with forrest is like i'm mom right like i'm comfy i'm home-based i'm i'm connection i'm i'm also all business yep we got shit to do (laughs) like here's our checklist and here's what we're gonna do today when Yoshi's around, he's fun. Yoshi is the fun parent. I am the business parent. It's fine. I'm business and I'm and I'm like, you know, yeah, squishy well, and lovey and yeah. I'm mom. But yeah. the day to day is I'm the business operation and Yoshi's vacation. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> So okay, what's been the most surprising for you? Last question. Last question. What's been the most surprising for me? As a parent. Huh. Um. This is big. I feel like. Maybe. Um. I don't know. Um. You know what? The most surprising, I guess, is the most surprising is my kids saved my life. Hmm. Um. You know, actually, not if if. This is the first time people are listening to Opine and haven't listened to Carnivore and more. I used to weigh 367 pounds. Um, and by whatever grace, I had a doctor that stepped up to the plate and said, you know what? How old's your daughter? And I was like, one. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to walk her down the aisle at her wedding. And then he looked at my numbers again. And he goes, yeah, you're not going to see her graduate high school. Like, he gave me a death sentence. He told me, like, in 17 years, you're done. Wow. Um, so I, you know, at first I was kind of selfish, went into depression, like, all that stupid, like, oh, woe was me bullshit. Normal human emotion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. Right. You know what? And then I started to put into to perspective everything I would miss if I was gone. But I'm coming, I'm, what you just said was everything I would miss. Yeah. And what I wanted to hear and what I said in my head was. Well, I should also, when I say (laughs) that, it's, it's, it's not. No, I'm not saying it's wrong. No, it's hard to say. But what about Sage? What about all the stuff Sage would miss? Well, and that's hard to say. Like my selfishness towards how I was treating my body at that point would take her dad away. Yeah. Like I don't I don't get to do all that 
just all those milestones in a child's life, I'm not going to be there. Like it's going to traumatize all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you stop putting yourself first and you do something. Which as a parent. Yeah. That's our, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. You're, and that's the thing, like in so much of your life, you always put like, okay, yep. Kids first, kids first, kids first. And and I think this is a problem. I mean, and you know it. I mean, everybody knows it. Obesity is is just an epidemic in this country. Mm -hmm. You know, I I hate to say it, but we talk about the pandemic now. Um, Obesity kind of kills more people than the pandemic right now. And, And COVID is very serious. You know, I'm not trying to push it aside. But the way we're reacting to COVID, imagine if we reacted to that with obesity, like that same sense mm. of, you know, but then we would get all these people saying it's my goddamn right to, to, to be a fat ass, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's um, their right to wear a mask or it, not. So, yeah. you know, everybody's got something to say about it no yeah. matter what. But that was the most surprising thing as a father. Like, oh, my health is going to screw my kids up if I'm gone. Like, you know, I couldn't imagine, like I, I lost my uncle who I was really close with when I was 18. And and that was a part of my thinking process. Like the impact my uncle had on me. I was like, wow, what would have happened if I lost my dad when I was 18? Mm -hmm. Like, what would I be going through now? So that was the biggest surprise is, when you stop being stupid and selfish and think about your family and was like, Oh, so my kids, my, and, and you know, Sage was the catalyst, but all three of them, like, you know, like I, yeah. I, I know out of my three kids, I'm 100% sure. I maybe Noah's going to culinary school, maybe not, but whatever he does, I'm proud of him. Right. But, like one thing that was really bothering me was like, I wasn't going to get to see Judah get his college diploma. Mm-hmm. Like I know that kid is on that path. That's where he's going. Mm-hmm. And then Sage, like I was going to miss out on scaring her boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> it's something special that I was looking, you know, now I'm like, Oh, oh so my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it happened to me when I was a teenager, so I have to give that, you know, I have to return that favor. Um, we have so much to dive into. Yeah. <laughs> so what what's the most surprising for you? Most surprising. Um, as much as I resisted it, and as much as... Um, I'm going to rephrase that. I have learned, and I wish I had known this at a younger age, I have learned how to hold opposing emotion okay. at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I have learned how to absolutely be in love with my child mm-hmm. and hate being a parent <laughs> at the same time. Oh my God. I think you're summoned. I think you're, you're really kind of, <laughs> I think you're speaking for millions of us. 
Well, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was surprising to me. Yeah. Wow. And growing up, I wasn't, I don't think either one of my parents, I don't even know if how it would sound now to have this conversation with them. Yeah. Maybe I should try it. But like, there was no nuance in emotions. There right. was no, you were either like this or this. There was yep. no, and it was basically limited to like five things, right? Right. Happy, sad, I don't know, <laughs> angry. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so as as one does evolve and get, you know, you, your circles of friends change and you learn more and you understand more about emotions and how that all works and having two emotions that are so vastly different at the same time and how normal that is. Yeah. Um. Yeah that was surprising to me. I kind of almost feel like that statement kind of sums up this whole podcast. <laughs> like you can be absolutely in love with your child yep. and parenting sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I really, hmm, I almost want to change my answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was that good, huh? Yeah. Like I would yeah. absolutely do anything to make sure my children are happy, safe, healthy, like no matter what. But then there's days where I'm like, you know, I would just like to sit on my deck and drink whiskey <laughs> all day, but because I'm a parent, I'm not allowed to. And that's the time when you're like, I hate being a parent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. And it comes from a place of this like selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, I like, I I miss my old life. Yep. I miss being able to do things. I miss being able to go places. <laughs> so actually COVID, thank you, has done me a favor in that and nobody's doing anything anymore. Now I'm like, now you know how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. none of us are doing anything anymore. Yeah. We're all hanging out at home. Yep. But I do envy when this all started and I was seeing posts on social media about all my friends yeah all those younger friends that i have yeah <laughs> are like bored they're like bored they're yeah. sleeping till noon they're doing like new arts and crafts projects they're <laughs> crushing books like it's their job and i'm like oh nothing has changed for me except things might suck a little bit more because i can't go anywhere with this kid yeah yeah I mean, it's... You can't play with anybody, and yep. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I was so jealous of all those people. Yeah, but... I think they're... I mean, that sucks, too, for them. Like, that sucks. Yeah, it does, but... There were moments where I was like, oh, I wish I lived alone right now. Do you remember <laughs> all those years you lived alone? Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then I think, like, Yoshi's my best friend. I love, I love it. Yeah. I wish he had been home more. Yeah. Like he was essential and he worked all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, the funny thing like coming home and I don't know if Yoshi's done this with you. I, I've definitely done it a few times with Noel. I'm like, God damn, I had a rough day today. And you just get that look and I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, no, I feel like we do that, but I yeah. feel like we both, he like he has 
really shitty days right now too because yeah. he's in the public space yep dealing with people from out of state yeah and so he'll come home and be like all these people from a state just south of us are coming up here when they're supposed to be quarantining and they came up just for the day yep. and now they're drinking in this place where i work and they're and they're pissed off about having to wear a mask while they're waiting in line yeah and like that's the shit he's dealing with yeah. right now. So, so I feel so like he might yeah. trump anything else I've got going on. He might. See, I'm even though I'm considered essential, like I'm going to construction sites where I can keep distance, I'm outdoors, like all these things. Um, and the people I work with are, you know, sometimes like, oh hey, you're wearing a mask. And it's like, yeah, kid with a high risk. Oh, and that's that's it. Right. So I'm pretty, also I'm recommendations yeah. from all the experts. Yeah. Yeah. And why are you being why are you dancing around what state it is? Do you do you love that state? No. Cuz I I no. I'm not a fan of that state. I know what you're state. Not? You're, oh, I know what state you're talking about. I know you know what state I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah, it begins if with, they live anywhere in the East Coast. Yeah, it begins with M and ends with holes. <laughs> Do you know that term? I know you're a transplant. I know. Yes, I do. And I learned that term when I lived in Albany, New York for 10 years. Perfect. Because there's, you know, every state has its own way of driving. And the people who drive there on a regular basis all kind of, you just, you just like follow suit. You get it. You know, you just figure out the pattern and, and you conform. Yeah. In terms of driving. Yep. And, uh, Folks who have license plates of a certain kind do not conform. No, they don't. To any other state's rules. Nope. Or unspoken rules or patterns. They're just, they just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. 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 So. So, but, and still with COVID, they've got the highest number of cases. Yep. And they're all coming up here. Yep. Because it's a short drive from Boston. Uh-oh, oh, I we're think just you gonna come up and go and I go drinking all day. Yeah, and we're we're just gonna come up here and go drinking all day. Yep. Portland, Maine. Yeah, and there's there's cool. a lot of smart people are saying we're seeing spikes because of bars and drinking. Yep. Um, it's tough, you know, and and. <sighs> Yeah, it's tough. And I, I feel for Yoshi. Like, I think it's ridiculous to call me essential. I'm I'm not really at any risk, you know. Wow. I, I'm not. I kind of feel like, well, I don't kind of feel like. I know for a fact, like, Yoshi's risking his health every day that he shows up there. For sure. Um, and he knows it. Yeah. It's something that weighs very heavily on him. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of stress around this this whole thing for him i feel like we're getting into another podcast yeah we are so i don't know if you've noticed we're almost at the two hour mark amazing yeah um i i I still had more questions i'm happy with what was answered and i'm happy with what was asked awesome awesome i i am too like but i i honestly feel like you summed up this podcast like (laughs) i love my children but i hate being a parent (laughs) You know what's funny? I was just watching a John Oliver last night, yep. and he did something so similar, where like it was a clip of all these parents 
yeah. from around from around everywhere and yep. everyone was like I need space for my children yeah I need space for my children it, you know your brain just functions better when you're not around kids mm-hmm. um and it feels good to have your have have like normal operation happening yeah. um and when kids are around it just doesn't it just there's so many interruptions yeah <laughs> Um, and they want your attention and, and from the kid's perspective, can you imagine? Oh my God, my parents are home now. Yeah. And we're all home. Everybody's home together. This is amazing. It's like vacation for five months. Yeah. Except it's not. It's not. (laughs) It's not. Um, yeah. So, so with that said. Yes. Um, let's wrap this up. we're, We're wrapping it up. Um, so we encourage everybody, um, you want to talk to us, uh, Instagram, direct message. It's very simple. We're, we're Opine Nation. You can find us very easily. Um, no spaces, no underscores, no nothing. Just Opine one Nation. word. It's so easy. Um, <laughs> and then, or if, if you prefer, you want to go the Gmail route. It's also very simple. All one word, Lehman and Lens at gmail.com. And Lehman is L-E-E-M-A-N. Hopefully you can spell and, but A-N-D, Linz, L-I-N-D-S, at gmail.com. Um, and you will never know who's responding to you. <laughs> never. Um, that's going to be... And let's throw in our caveat. We are not experts on anything. Oh, no. We, we should... are not experts. Yeah. We should start the podcast But we have like experience. That. Yeah. We, we have lots of experience and lots of opinions, um, not yes. experts. And I hope as you're listening and people continue listening, you're going to see us grow and figure out this podcast. Um, For sure. Yeah. So, you know, maybe next episode we let you know at the beginning of the podcast that we're not experts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that that is Good. us at Opine Nation. Um and whoever's listening, love that you're listening and, and encourage interaction with us. Um, yes. You know, we're not scary people. Truly. Um, truly, no. <laughs> so, so for me, okay. thank you, everybody, for listening. And, Linz, what do you got to say? Bye for now. Bye for now. All right. We'll talk. Well, <laughs> we will be talking soon, and hopefully you'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs>